I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Ellen Miller. What a week it's been. Yes, it's it been has. It's pants. Some good things, though. Yeah, good things. We, you yeah. know, oh, you know, respect for marriage act. Hello, that's a good thing. That's a great thing, Brittany Griner. That's a great thing. And then everybody wanted to get their faces done by AI people. Did your social media get flooded by AI portraits this this uh, week? You know what? I have been so busy this week. I have not been on social media. I'm barely on it, but every time I turn it on, I'm like, why, why does my on? friend yeah, so look I'm, like a superhero? I'm looking at you like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, you are looking at me like a crazy so, person. Did your... No. So okay. what happened there? There's I think these it, AI things Okay, happening? I think it was basically aimed at middle-aged people who well, wanted to, look, who wanted to look young and, and like superheroes. And oh, that's there, funny. Yeah, there was like this... This thing that happened on basically on Facebook where all the old people are um, it, there uh, there was an app that you could go to uh-huh. that was called Lenza uh, and mm. and they would you would I don't know I didn't do it because. Yeah. Well, first of all, you had to pay for it. I'm oh, like, wait, what? You're no. kidding me. No, no, no. People had to pay for it. Well, you know, of Jeez. course they should. They're paying for you know for people's work. You know, you should oh, pay okay. for it. You know, yeah, people's work. I feel like, well, okay. kind of a computer. I don't know. Somebody designed the AI <laughs> Something did, or whatever. Yeah. But they, you, I don't know how it works, but apparently, like, gave them photos or it gave it got access to your photos, and then it like, this is what you look like in AI. And everybody looks really hot. Like, they look really, 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 really hot. I'll look into that when I get home. Yeah, you should uh, You should go to, to Jerry Dye's uh, oh, well, page. Oh, he looks hot anyway. He does look so. hot anyway, but then all of a sudden it's like, why are you, like, a sexy werewolf person? Like, I don't know. It's like, it's very... Everybody did. So many people did it. And it lasted for, like, it was a hot... Like, 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 like for, like, two two days, and then it was done. But it was just weird. That's interesting. I didn't, yeah, miss that. Miss that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It just made everything bright and, and I don't know. It was odd for, I can't believe you didn't see it. But, you I know, didn't every, see it. it's fine. Been, That's okay. It's one of, you know, it's the holiday time. It's party time. It's, you know, they're here. This is it. This is the final push. It, it, Christmas yeah. is two weeks from today. I can't even believe that. Right? I, two I, weeks from today. Oh, yeah. girl, uh-huh. I got some. Well, okay, but then I guess it's good that we're having some folks on the show because, you know, this is a weird time of year for some some people. Um I'm having some weird emotions around this year. As many people As do. many people are, you know, and, and they can be roughy folks, especially for LGBTQ folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to, later on the show, we're going to chat with uh, Alyssa Caddis about um, uh, strategies for implementing self-care during the holidays, because I kind of feel like I need to, I think we, so many times we're, it's like, we're forced to be merry and and happy, blah, blah, blah. and at times when like if you if you're sad, just acknowledging the moments that you're you're sad, yeah, and that's stuff. or confused or whatever it is, you know. So I'm happy that we're going to be speaking with yeah, Alyssa. I'm sure, a lot of Alyssa people today. can benefit and, from hearing that. You know, and I goofed about this last week. Yeah, but I'm so excited about this. Uh, so Manual Cinema. It's an Emmy Award uh, winning performance collective, design studio, and film and video production company that combines handmade shadow puppetry, cinematic techniques, and innovative sound and music to create immersive stories for stage and screen. 
their production of A Christmas Carol is happening right now at the at Writers Theater. It just it 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 blew me away. I know. I, it, I wish I had time to see it before the interview because hope, you just I know, raved, and I, and I went online and looked at some video, and it just it looks is so and different and unusual and wonderful. You know? And along with just the the spectacle behind it, the the story because it's an original. There's a it's, it's a new play. Mm-hmm. The story behind the telling of A Christmas Carol feels like it is a 21st century holiday play. I mm-hmm. think it, it acknowledges the sadness. It acknowledges the grief mm-hmm. um, and yet still is able to find that happy holiday message. I'm going to tear up mm-hmm. while I talk to them because that's what I do. So we're going to be speaking with co-artistic director and puppet designer Drew Durr and actor puppeteer Lakeisha Harris oh, good. later on in this Look hour. Look forward to that. Lake, Lake, oh, Lakeisha. I can't. She. Oh. She's a puppeteer. She well, basically, she's the one telling the story. Mm-hmm. She's Aunt Trudy. We'll we'll get oh, into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's it's. She's it's phenomenal. The whole thing. It just it it, it is. It feels kind of like there's an IV drip mm-hmm. going through, and by the end, you are just like saturated with just like emotion, holiday cheer, a little bit of sadness, a little bit of joy. Like it's it's. It takes you on a journey oh, in a mere seventy a, minutes. That's what a great show, play should it's do. It's wonderful. Take you on a journey, it's wonderful. So. And we hope we, we're going to be taking uh, uh, you yeah. along on a journey today. So give us a call at 773-763-9278. That number again is 773-763-9278. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, where we are coming at you live. Just head on over to Out Chicago Radio, and while you're there, give us a click and a like and a share and all that good stuff. Uh, and if that doesn't float your boat, you can always tune in on WC. CPT A20. And while you're at it, follow WCPT on all social media at WCPT A20 on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the Tick and the Talks. Mm-hmm. Ellen Miller, um, first of all, you look very uh, holiday Thank spirit you. With, with your little. Uh, My little elf and. Uh, I thought they were a bunch of gay Santas. They are gay Santas. They're right. holding hands. I love yeah. them. It's a little yeah. bit of ho ho ho's turtling. There we are. They're having a good time. They're yeah. holding hands. It's yeah. a romantic. It's a Boston marriage. It is. <laughs> as it was, as as they called it back in the day. Boston marriage. A Boston marriage. <laughs> there we are. We didn't. You were you were gone last week because you were celebrating your aunt's hundredth birthday. My dear aunt Stella's one hundredth birthday. Aunt Stella looks amazing. I, she looks amazing. She literally, Scott, just moved in with my cousin a couple weeks. ago. Ago. She was living independently in her own apartment at 99. Yeah, at 99. And then she moved in 100. Now she's now she she's got a roommate. A, yeah, she's got a roommate at yeah. 100, and they're both so cute. They're like, well, like, how's it going? It's an adjustment. <laughs> uh, you know, my cousin who is gay. Also, uh, she unfortunately she lost her partner uh, suddenly uh, in, in 2019. So she's been living alone, and they're going to live together. But they had a beautiful dinner um, at a nice restaurant, and and, and it was just. I'm I'm so blessed to have family with longevity. Yeah, and and, and accepting family. You know, my uh, my t- two of my aunts, the one celebrating my younger aunt. That's my youngest aunt, who's going to be 92 in oh, February. Oh, wow. My aunt, who's 98, unfortunately couldn't make it. She was having some medical issues and couldn't come. But hopefully, she's on the mend. Mm-hmm. Want to celebrate hers? And I have an uncle that was there. That's 89. Um, Wowza. And just, you know, we love our family. I've always been close with my family. As I said at the family reunion last year, you know, some are Democrats, some are Republicans, some are gay, some are straight. But 
we do have a very tight family bond. And I you're think, all Millers in the end. Is this Miller family or no, what is it? No, this is, is the, the Johnson family. The Johnson family. Another oh, Greek name. Another Greek another name. terribly Greek name another for this Greek for your name. authentically Greek family. Yes, <laughs> it's authentic, but the names aren't. But anyway, it was wonderful to celebrate that and went in a day early and visited my other aunt who wasn't able to be there and then she went in the hospital so we were happy we spent some time with her so yeah and you got I, to hang out in indiana with some interesting oh trump signs God, and everything and, side yeah. post, we went into Oof. a we, I, I we wanted it the last time we were in this town was 10 years ago when we were on our on our way to her 90th, 90th birthday, birthday party <laughs> And we stopped in this little town called Richmond, Indiana, and it was really cute at the time. It's the birthplace of recorded jazz. Like, this is the first place Louis Armstrong and so many other greats uh, recorded their music for the first time. They happened to be a recording company there, and they brought people up from the South. And there were some cute antique shops and restaurants and... You know, 10 years have not been kind to this little town. What a difference a decade makes. Yeah, and it's, I go, where's the antiques? Not really any left. So I went to a pawn shop, and out front they had a, uh, they had a sign that said, you know, our current, if you if you support our current administration and what's going on in Afghanistan and blah, 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 that don't bother shopping here. And I didn't read the last line. Kathy, you still want to go in? I go, I don't give a damn. I want to see if they have any guitars that are a good price. And then we walk in and we're greeted with a giant poster of Rambo Trump as Trump. Rambo yeah. with giant muscles and big machine gun <laughs> like, and wow. you know, I mean I posted it and my friends are like seriously where is this like, town what the what? I don't think that's emblematic of the whole town because we were walking in another area they had a, a, a gay flag in front of a tea shop and you know so of course uh, it was uh, front of a tea, tea shop. shop yeah of course it yes, was yes that's wonderful so but we had a little adventure getting there but um, it's just I'm blessed to have celebrated uh, that and this weekend, Scott, you know, the holiday parties are kicking in. Um, we hosted a neighbor. You know, I used to have a big bash with my friends, and it was like 200 people back Ooh. in the day. Kathy Whoa. put a Nix on it when we got together. She goes, this is crazy. And we haven't really done the big holiday parties like we used to. But right. the, the neighbors are a finite group because it's the people on our block. Right. So we have, because I, I couldn't with the other party now it's too crazy you just hurt people's feelings right so right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, true and also you know there's some like health yeah things yeah you don't want to make it too, too too big right. you know so we had about 35 neighbors uh we have a great group of neighbors i think 99.9 percent are on the same page i think almost everybody is politically at least that we invite to the party and it's just you know we had some uh some you know lgbtq people we had obviously uh, you know, a lot of non-LGBTQ people there, but all in all, it's a great crowd. Some of them left at one thirty, quarter to two Ooh. yesterday morning. Yeah. Hello. But uh, it's fun to have neighbors that are your friends. Absolutely. And I know you understand 100%. That. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So did that. And then last night, we've had Lakeside Pride on before, but our dear friends, Teresa and Simone, uh, every other year do a holiday party, and they have Lakeside Pride as their entertainment. They have a uh, quintet, a brass quintet, that mm-hmm. play music in their lower level by a fireplace. And our friend Brandon, who's been on the Brandon Strawn, who's been on the show before, was there. Uh, was there, and it was just delightful. Well, and it and was happy and gay. That party was ninety nine point nine percent gay. I love happy and keep the Yuletide gay. That's <laughs> it was what very I say gay. all the very time. Gay. But didn't you also go to like the big like Winter Wonderland explosion you know what? around Wrigley? We Kathy and I went over on Wednesday, and there was a little press thing going on for the neighboring the bars that have all turned into these Santa bars, these yeah. Christmas bars, is a Hanukkah bar. 
and then we went into Winter Wonderland. It, it is very cool. I mean, it is just, you know, especially if you're a fan of uh, of Wrigley in general, as far as being, you know, going to games. Now you're on the field, and it's turning. To go ice skating. That is... I, and I wanted, Kathy doesn't ice skate, and we didn't really plan on ice skating, but I would, I could be talked into going back and ice Maybe skating. Maybe we should go ice skating. It would be together. fun. It's a big, huge rink, and... Um, on Wednesday night, it was perfect because we it was the weather was beautiful. Uh-huh. But they have a little lot. They have a big lodge on the on the field. That's a bar. It's heated inside, and then they have these lodges that you can rent. They have a, a little indoor fireplace. It's like an electric one, and they have an outdoor gas flame one. And they provide uh, a charcuterie tray and uh, hot chocolate and some well, well, fixings. Well. And you have a couple hours in there, and you have bar service and. It was just adorable. So you know, well, that's fun. Yeah. So uh, not not to pee in the hot chocolate, yeah. but where does that money go to? Does it go to the Wrigley people? Uh, you know. You know what I mean? Like, well, we paid, sorry. We paid the to get into the Wrigley part. Just to get in is five dollars, and then they they tack on service fee, so it's like six dollars and change. We didn't buy tickets. I asked people, how much is that some more packet you got? Because they, they sell a little packet. One marshmallow. They're giving you one marshmallow for the some more packet. I, I don't know. We bought tickets. So I am like, I don't like to support them with my pocketbook. I do go in person there oh, a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really spend any money inside when I'm Wonderland. I'm just, yeah, and I'm just we saying just that, looked like, around and took that pictures. the Ricketts are, they're interesting I'm sure people. they're, yeah. Well, the Ricketts, I hate supporting them, you yeah. know? I mean, I know that we have Laura Ricketts, who's an ally, but the rest of the family... Uh, not cool. So anyway, we did Winter Wonderland. We did our holiday party with our neighbors. We went to a party. Going to see Bald Sisters tonight at oh, uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah, I wish I could go. I know you got to work your other job. Yeah, I got to be over there. So how was yeah. your week? Uh, My week was you... like kind of crazy. You know, we're um, we're it, it's you know kooky pants a little bit. Just Jerry's been out of town. Yeah. He was uh, teaching this this semester at the University He's of in Memphis. Demand, your, your man. He sure is, mm-hmm. and he uh, went down. He was in Memphis uh, for a while, and uh, you know, unfortunately, while he was down there, his his ex, who he still close with um his his stepfather passed away so he had to, there was a surprise funeral which is there's nothing why you <laughs> all well, back well a surprise funeral how does that work well you know like when you're planning where he was down there for two weeks and then oh, all of a sudden and, he, and this, he died he died okay. and then there he was a know. He wasn't no it wasn't like he, no it wasn't like okay. surprise we're gonna no 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 it was okay. more like oh somebody passed away while so he was now there we're have a funeral so he had to he he had to prolong his trip because of the, there was a funeral there. And, of sure. course, like, how wonderful do you feel when you're like, oh, I'm on a trip. I don't have anything to wear to a funeral. That's true, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, so anyway, he just got back, which is lovely. I've been, we've been kooky pants because, as you know, you know, we're live on Sundays. Uh, but, of course, coming up, uh, the December 25th and January 1st, they are, fall on Sundays. They fall on Sundays, so we're actually taking some time off. But that means that we are uh, we we are we are in the works of recording our our Christmas Day and New Year's Day the shows. The magic of technology. The magic of technology. And by the time uh, Friday rolled around, uh, well Thursday rolled around, which is my Friday. Yeah. I was just pooped. I was supposed to go see a show on Friday, and it was rainy and gross. Yeah. And I literally am like, I'm not. I don't know. I just no, no. So I, I bailed on my friends, and I'm like, I'm not. So and I had like I built a fire in the fireplace, uh, like Friday afternoon, kept it going, and I just cooked all day to prepare for the week. That's what it like. 
I'm like, this is my self-care. This is my self-care going on. This is the time of year as we're going to talk later in the show about self-care. Yeah. It it is about being, you know... you know, good to others and, you know, giving people gifts and, you know, celebrating the holidays, but you also have to take care of yourself. Yeah. 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 So that was, yeah. that was kind of a big, big thing. And then we're, uh, we, uh, this year, Jerry and I are going to be apart for Christmas, which, which really stinks, but you know, the way everything works out, his, uh, dear friend and mentor is turning 80 on December 22nd in Memphis. So he's going to go back there mm-hmm. and i was like and i my sister left me the most pitiful message oh no ever and she was sick mm. when oh, she called you know when she's like hi i'm just i just want to if you can make it for christmas that would be good <coughs> um i i sure do love you um Aww. by the way our our brother <coughs> our brother's coming so if you wanted to come that would be good too but you do whatever you Everybody want I'm like Scott, oh no I think your last name's going to be Scott Buff I guess buffer. yeah total buffer uh, yeah. so yeah so I'm like all right so so I'm going to be going to my sisters and while he's down there I'm like you know what it it's a long drive cuz he's the birthday's on the 22nd I'm leaving the 23rd I'm like that just seems stupid for you to drive all the way back up here and then to drive even further why don't you go spend christmas with your brother mm. you know so he's going to be she hasn't done as you said which yeah which he hasn't done years. yeah he hasn't done in a while so so he's going to do that and I'm, but like so now my sister and i are kind of in cahoots we're like all right what are we doing for the for for you know for christmas the holiday that we celebrate and she sent out this email like all right hey everybody very excited to see everyone for for you know families here i would love some gift ideas here are the gift ideas and on a separate thread my sister and i are like okay what do we do about my brother's notorious for giving out gift cards like uh, that's all he, he he gives out gift cards which is fine like that's what you want to do but there is there's zero thought <laughs> behind these gift cards he has to pick who which gift cards he's giving from the nearest truck stop on his way i mean <laughs> it's like it is i mean i cannot tell you how many applebees uh cheesecake factory oh he doesn't Arby's. think about a gift yeah. card that you could actually that use. i could actually i'm like I, so oh, i was should, like cuz you can put thought into gift cards absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so um. i i literally like i was like hold on i'll take care of this I'm like, hey, family, like, blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm blah, 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 blah. And by the way, Kevin, um, if you're going to go the gift card route, can you get us like a Visa gift card or something? Because, or an Amazon. Or an Amazon or something. Something you actually can because, use. Because like sometimes, and they put it, sometimes the restaurants that you choose are hard to find uh, near me, <laughs> even in Chicago. Suburban restaurants that aren't available in the city. I know. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where no. Che- well, I do know where a cheesecake factory is, but right. I'm thinking the Hancock building. But right. I'm not. I'm not, No offense. Yeah, you don't but, need to go down there for that. No, That's right. where the tourist turistas go. <laughs> there we so. are. Yeah, it looks like this crazy sort of like hallucinogenic sort mm-hmm. of thing. But then he responded, he's like, "Oh, okay." And speaking of gift cards, I want little from him. This, this, and if and if you want to, and he listed off like. He he requested on his Christmas wish list, um, ammo. No, he wanted he Not wants us to buy you. he wants us to buy him ammo. He, oh my God, are you kidding me? No, no. This is so I I uh, Alyssa can't come soon enough to talk to her because I'm like. Is oh, it any wonder that you're going through some stress it today? It's just your brother so wanted ammo. Weird. It I is, was going to say, you know, some people are evolving a little bit on Trump, and there, are, you know, a few people 
Maybe uh, he'd be, maybe he'd be one of them, but knowing he wants ammo tells me he's it's just, it was I'm like, are you what? and asking you for it? I know. And then as soon, the, after he said it, my nephew texted me. He's like, this is going to be a interesting Christmas, isn't it? It's going like, to be mm. a shebang. It's it, well. <laughs> No, hopefully, hopefully, it's hopefully, not. hopefully you're hopefully not a shebang. Not. You're no, a, it's not. Probably just something oh, nice and Scott. mellow. So yeah, feel, so well, we're gonna have some professional help for you coming up uh, uh, shortly. I know, I can't wait, and we should probably take a break yeah, and pay for this should. and everything. So, but before we do that, this part of Out Chicago is brought to you by Team Hochberg. If you are purchasing a new home, refinancing your existing home, securing a VA loan, or reverse mortgage, you need to call Team Hochberg, your trusted local lender. Meet David, who posted this five-star Google review after working with Team Hochberg loan officer Mark Zenner. My wife and I make good money, but I had no way to pay off our credit card debt, so I called Team Hochberg and worked with Mark Zenner. Mark helped us pay off forty-five grand in credit card debt, eliminated our stress, and saved us over $1,000 a month. You can read David's and almost 400 five-star reviews visiting Google and entering Team Hochberg in the browser. If you'd like to experience the same five-star customer service as David and thousands of other WCPD listeners, the next time you you, a friend or a family member purchases a new or refinance your existing home, then you need to call 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. That's 855-563-2843 or visit their website 56david.com. Lower.com, equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, there is more Out Chicago right here on WCPT. Welcome back. I'm writer and activist Stacey Anchin. You are listening to Out Chicago on WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ella Miller rolling along. Yes, we are. Two weeks before Christmas. Hard to believe. I'm not. How's your shopping list going? What? (laughs) I'm sorry. I think my headphones went out. What? I know. What? None. None. I don't think I'm buying anything this year. Yeah. We yeah. always say we're not gonna, and I see the Amazon packages showing up at the door, and Kathy's grabbing. I am. I've ordered her things too, but I'm trying to. You see. don't shop local. <laughs> I'm I sorry, am. I, well, maybe a little bit. I try. It's hard. I know. I know. We're busy people, and stupid Jeff Bezos is very convenient. That convenience yeah. is really. I mean, I've been ordering. I just ordered a a a, a, a table cover for my outdoor table. We ordered one of those <laughs> yeah, ourselves, like, so not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, so, huh. but, we're, we're, but like my, like yeah. we're not decorated. I know yet because Jerry's been gone, and now we're trying to like. Well, having a party the, does accelerate. Having a party does accelerate things. To do the decorating. It's true. It's true. And also, this this tree, every year that we put it up, it tests our relationship. It is a twelve foot, heavy tree. Where do you store it? We've got a storage oh, lock space okay. in, in the garage, would, you know, oh, oh. but it's huge. And right now it is so it's this is probably the last year for the tree because it's been like it's it's shedding everywhere. Mm-hmm. That poor thing is Jerry rigged like no, pun no but yeah, well, it, it was. Thank you, Jerry, for doing with an E mm-hmm. uh, he, doing that because, you know, it's pre lit, but like things don't. We things got disconnected, yeah, so now yeah, they're just like sure. it's nothing but extension it cords beating, yeah. going all the way up the thing. <laughs> so it's fun, it's great, it looks real pretty, but it's a lot of yet. work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So yeah, but it's and Kathy did almost all the decorating, ninety nine percent of it. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. 
Thank you, Kathy. That's right. a, and I do appreciate it. Yeah, that is. It you need to nice. get her a massage. I ran around and did the uh, put all the smart plugs in so things can be turned off and on. You know, by my voice, things like that, by my phone. That's that was my well. Job. You know, she's like, well oh, done. do we really need that? Yes. <laughs> yes. We yes, do. we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, you know, also this week, I forgot to mention, we were listing off some of the good things that happened. Um, Raphael Warnock. Yes. He oh, my God. He won his I seat. was. I can't believe, though, a million seven or whatever voted for Herschel Walker. I mean, that's the sad takeaway. I was hoping yeah. he'd get that uh, he'd get trounced, and he didn't. That's the sad sadness of it. Yeah. But, but at least the good guy won. The, the, the You know, the correct person won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a good guy. He's you were right with his... a good guy. By all accounts, everybody's like, he is remarkable. Yeah. I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he does with a full six-year term. Yes. yes. You know, because he's, um, people are, people, folks on, like, folks on the Hill are like, he's really good at what he does. And you can tell, like, you can tell that he's he's a preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, he His Oratory skills are just oh, like, his, like did you just acceptance speak. Speech? Oh, yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were texting back oh, yeah, and we forth. Were. And like, oh, yeah. I'm listening to it now. Yeah. And uh, the fact that is, you know, he was talking about how his mother was there and yes. he was picking cotton on somebody else's land yes. and now got to pick her youngest son to be senator. That's, what? I was like tears. In tears. tears. Amazing. Absolutely. It's great. But, you know, it does not surprise me uh, that What's His Butt got mm-hmm. all those many votes because it was... It just goes again to show you how people the 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 whole racism was definitely a part in this whole thing. Oh, yeah. The the candidate he was chosen by Trump to come, you know, to move to Georgia to run for this thing because they were buddies and he was a puppet. He could barely string a sentence together like you know the whole werewolf thing was just strange but then and Raphael Warnock went the went the high road the entire way did yeah. not bring up his mental issues his his abortions that he he's funded bringing up all of the the uh the violence the physical violence that he brought upon his family mm-hmm. you know uh Herschel mm-hmm. Walker has a, a has a gay son who is very prominent in like conservative radio thing and the conservative media stuff and he's been putting out all these videos about against his dad and I'm like I would play him but like this kid's he's just as kooky pants as the other one you know (laughs) but it's but what it was they were trying to put the form they were trying to create a new face of the GOP saying look we like black people too (laughs) yeah as long as black people do what we We say say and that is exactly that is what that's what it was but did you hear his uh his uh concession speech by any chance, Herschel Walker? No, but I know that he gave one. He did give one, and a lot of people were thought it was the best speech he gave throughout the entire campaign, uh, because he said, "You know, trust your elected leaders, trust the Constitution." In a big week, when when yeah. Ding Dong said that we should throw out the right. Constitution, so that stood out to a lot of uh, pundits and people that heard it, and. They were happy that and he it did make, that. And they're happy that, it, well, it makes sense. I mean, he's a football player. You understand that, like, you play a game, somebody wins, somebody loses. Yeah, and then you're like, and that. there's the next one. Yeah, maybe more. Maybe more people from the GOP should understand, like, you you have an election, somebody loses, somebody wins, and then you move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. That That is the biggest takeaway that I, that I think. But, yeah. but before we get to calls, people 
I, you know, I, I was listening to all the pundits on you know, election night. I was coming in late uh, mm-hmm. because of because I was, uh, and I am I am so frustrated by all of these pundits who are having you know commentators and. and whatever uh, on their shows and be like so tell me once again black women save the day for the democratic party and i'm like yes yes they do when are we going to pass legislation that helps black women when are we going to be doing things like this is a when when are we doing this when are we going to get behind this base that constantly shows up and supports when are we going to start looking at health care when are we going to start looking at food deserts when are we going to start looking at education when are we going to start looking at gun violence you know when are we going to like all of these things when are we going to do that to actually help out this community that shows up time and time again and i feel gets screwed every year just every year, we, you can see it here in Chicago. You know, we have we have a very strong Democratic base, and at the same time, nothing, nothing ever happens. No, there, the the legislation that could help these communities is often ignored. Well, things like I think, you know, the college debt program that you know Joe Biden is doing. I think that helps a lot of oh yeah, hundred uh, percent helps out are, a lot you know, of people and and, and African Americans included. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, we're fighting in this state, of course, to keep, keep abortion is going to be legal in this state. I mean, we are keeping women's rights intact, black women, white women, you know, all women, yeah, all women in our state. There can always be a lot more that can be there done. There really needs to be. But... I, I think they feel though, that <laughs> as lame as maybe the, the Democrats have been about, you know, helping out the Republicans are far worse. There are, yes. So, but I'm. But I'm but here, again, I'm just voicing my frustration yeah. that it seems like the Democratic Party relies on this certain demographic and and, and takes and them for bl- granted or just doesn't say thank you, you know, mm-hmm. but thank you by passing legislation, by getting monies to go to these like, you know, underfunded by to going to underfunded communities or to do things that are actively fighting racism. You know, they're. That it's it try it's I, I'm frustrated and I don't even so I don't even know what my my black women friends are are feeling when those questions are asked every election night. Like, yay, thank you, thank you, African American women. We'll see in two years or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. that's it's yeah, really more, more needs to be done. More There's needs no to be done about it. More needs to be done. Uh, why don't we go uh, to the phones? Let's talk to Roosevelt in Chicago. Welcome, Roosevelt. You're on out Chicago. Guys, thank you for taking my call. Appreciate it very much. Always. We love hearing from you, Roosevelt. Same here, guys. I really really put a lot of uh, emphasis on what you guys think, and I'm going to ask your opinion in a bit. First of all, I want to make a couple of statements. I believe Biden, it's the first time in these midterm elections since FDR of all incumbents in the Senate, you could verify that, by the way, that, but I thought I heard that, that the all incumbents won for the first time since Roosevelt. I believe it was 1938. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it's been a minute, but you are correct. That is. Yes. A, yeah. So that's that's big. That's big. Huge. That that, that, that accomplishment. Yes. Um, to, to what you guys were talking about. 
specifically still, I'm still in the subject of the midterms. I believe Trump is 2-14 and 14 as far as uh, yes. how, many, how many people he backed. Yes, that's correct, uh, I believe. Don't know if you're familiar with the movie The Cooler. We've got to start calling him The Cooler. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. I don't know the movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, really yeah, so, so that's what I wanted to put that uh, as far as the conversation into the midterms. And, and um, this is a, a question I have for you guys. One of the questions. Uh, were you surprised as I was that Herschel Walker didn't use the same uh, tactic that Trump did, which, uh, by the way, that lady from uh, Arizona, she went to Mar-a-Lago, and she, now she's contesting the election in Arizona as far as, as, far as the, the Democrat. Jerry Lake, there. you mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I was very surprised that Herschel Walker didn't do the same thing. Being that, uh, I believe, what, what was the difference between uh, um, Warnock and, and Herschel? Was it like 75,000? It was 100,000. Uh, uh, actually, Warnock got a million eight sixteen, and uh, Walker got a million seven nineteen. So it was a roughly, uh, her, he won by 100,000, Raphael Walker, uh, Warnock so won by so about 100,000. I'm asking the question. I was surprised that Herschel conceded and uh, and and also made a speech uh, that it basically impressed me because none of the Trump supporters do that so I was I was almost shocked. we we were all shocked and happy to hear him do that uh, I think it goes a long way in trying to unite people uh, and my hat's off to him for not following the the Trump playbook and denying that he you know won so lost rather so my point and and to your point uh, Scott, we all have friends or relatives that still support Trump to this day. But out of all the things, out of all the things that have happened, aren't you almost shocked that these people that still support Trump get over the fact that he took all those documents and believe in and, and this past week, they, I believe his lawyers found some more documents. That has never happened where, yeah. where a president, ex-president takes, you know, sensitive material to his house. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, you know, they're saying that, that Biden, with the exchange of this young lady from Russia, the NWNBA star, uh, Brit, what's her name? Brittany, Brittany Griner. Right. So, so, so you're saying there's people that, you know, the, the right's going crazy. They're saying that Biden is, is, is uh, you know, putting in, dan- in danger our security because of the guy that uh, that we released back to, to Russia, or you came back to Russia. But but then again, Trump did it himself. Who knows where these, uh, I believe there's 43 folders that are completely empty. It's, it's, there was something in those folders. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, There's uh, a laundry list of things that they, are, that they, that, you know, that Roosevelt, they yeah. overlook with him. And it, I'm like you. I'm constantly, you know, I know you ask Scott's question, but I constantly it defies logic why they stick with him. Because every day there's something new that comes out, yet they don't seem to care. So we kind of have to give up the fact that they logic and, and, and untruth and honesty really doesn't matter to the Trump supporters. They yeah. have, they have another agenda. Yeah, and I and truthfully I don't I just don't talk, I've I've kind of stopped talking <laughs> to folks who who buy all this stuff, who buy all the oh, yeah. you know, I, that that's part of the reasons why I'm feeling a little frustrated about going about spending the holidays with my family just cuz I'm like I don't I 
I don't want to, I don't get it. I don't understand how you can, the, the double standard about like, you know, yes, we released this horrible, horrible man in exchange for Brittany Griner, which that I can't even imagine what that whole negotiation, like how that, that what that process is like, how that takes place from all reports. It was like, this is, it's either, it's one and done. It's either Brittany or nothing, or nothing, you know, and they want to bring an American home. So there's that. And then at the same breath, they are like, well, you brought Brittany Griner home, but you left like, all these other people over there. It's like, yes. And also the leather guy released 5,000 Taliban members. Um, from prison, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in during his term. So it's let's. And, and I have one word to say Fox, Fo- I don't want to call them news, but Fox Entertainment. Entertainment. This is what these people listen to. So we listen to what we, we believe are, are, are the truth. What we listen to are the true facts. They listen to the spin. And it and you can hear people when they're talking about Brittany Griner and about, you know, she didn't, she kneeled at the national. It's all. The stuff that they're being fed from well, Fox. And these people who are mad at, like, you know, Colin Kaepernick and Brittany Griner and people who are taking the, the knee at the national yeah, anthem. But they're also, at the same time, with the World Cup, they're very proud of the Iranian team for not sing, singing along with their national anthem. They're like, that's how you, that's support. Exactly. So it's like, wait, you can't, it, again, and it it always goes back to like pick and choose. During the whole election, you had Trump saying like, uh, Biden, he's he has dementia, he's, he's a stuttering, blubbering right. fool, and yet how somehow he's also a criminal mastermind where he's able to go in with his son to go and like infiltrate all these things and make a gazillion dollars. Like, which one is it? Is he a blubbering uh, idiot or is he a, a criminal mastermind? You can't have it both ways. And that's kind of where it's all about look over here, look at this shiny object, look at what's going on and have this play on this big emotional response. Like that's what it's all. It's all about daring, getting an emotional response out of people. And continuing to fear monger. And continuing to fear monger. Um, you know, we're we are going to we have to take a break right now. Roosevelt, thank Thanks, you so Roosevelt. much for giving us a call today. Uh, but I think this kind of like goes into when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about how you know, the Respect for Marriage Act passed, which is great. And then at the same time, like you on the floor, you have this incredible uh, emotional appeal to people from uh, from someone oh from God. Missouri. It was laughable. Like, Sorry. Do this. It was so bad I had to laugh. This. So anyway, we're going to we're going to take a we're going to take a break. Uh and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Respect for Marriage Act, which is now going to uh President Biden's desk. Huzzah. So stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. Welcome back. I'm Paul Oakley Stovall. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ella Miller. Paul Oakley Stovall, he was just in Chicago because he's working with uh, Mrs. Obama. Oh, he was? Yeah, yeah. He's still, well, he, you know, he was on her advance team. Oh, I didn't know that. He was on the advance team for Michelle Obama. When she came for the book tour this week? Yeah, but he was on it like when she, they were still in the White oh. House. Yeah, 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 and then he got that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a minute. It's I been a minute. Never, I remember now that you mentioned. <laughs> now it. that I mentioned, the, yeah, but to happier with... times. But yeah, so he was back in town because Michelle Obama was in town uh, 
for her book. Yeah, I wish. And uh, she looked amazing, she did. by Dave, the Dave way. Dave Letterman, I guess, was the moderator the first night. I don't know who the second night was, but I, when this came about, we must have been gone because I didn't hear about it till it was like it's happening tonight. It's happening tonight. Yeah, yeah, at the Chicago, Chicago Theater. Chicago Theater. Yeah, yeah. Mm. we love her. Love her. Love him. There we are. And we love Paul. Yes. Right. And we love people. Um, well, most people. Most uh, people. Most people. But this, t- y'all, this week was very, very, very big uh, for LGBTQ rights. Uh, the Respect for Marriage Act passed Congress and is now it heads to President Biden's desk to be signed into law. So what that it's going to do, it will assure that the federal government recognizes same-sex marriages and that states recognize those performed in other states although it doesn't require any state to allow same-sex couples to marry within its borders. I know it's a little confusing. So basically, if you are if you are a same-sex couple or like so mm-hmm. you know you and Kathy we're married. Eventually me and Jerry, we're mm-hmm. going to get married. Mm-hmm. I'm engaged. You know, there we are. when we get married that our it will now be federal law that these marriages will be recognized. Even if you go to a state who later on decides that they are not you cannot have they will not perform. They will not perform marriages. gay marriage. Gay marriages, same-sex marriages same there. Uh, and then it will also repeal the Defense of Marriage Act, which has not been enforceable since the Supreme Court found it unconstitutional in 2013 with Windsor versus the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it denied federal recognition of same-sex to same-sex marriages and allowed states to deny recognition. That's what the DOMA did. It. Uh, It denied federal recognition to same-sex marriages and allowed states to deny recognition to such marriages from other states. Right. Trying to read all the the, the legal lingo. That's what that did. What it won't do, like, it will not force any church to marry people that they don't want to, any religious organization. Like, you don't have to... there is people are coming after like religious freedom. What's going on? Like they're gonna make make us marry dogs now. Like it's, it always goes to animals. It always goes to animals. Whenever my um, our good friend Whitney Chitwood had a fabulous joke about how like whenever it goes to married like same sex marriage, it always goes to animals. It's like I'm gonna be married like a pig. Yes, I'm gonna marry a pig. We're gonna live in a beautiful house with a white picket fence, so my beautiful wife can run around but not away. You know, it's like, yes, no, we're not going to get married. It's. But just to be clear, if let's say um, I'm married in Illinois, but Uh I go to Missouri, go to St. Louis, where they have now they they decided they're not going to be. uh, This is hypothetical. Hypothetical. Okay, yeah. But I would get all of the protections of a married couple. You would get all the protections of a married married couple couple in that state. You know, it is better than nothing. It's not perfect. It is not perfect. But... Um, yeah, it's like when people used to ask us for years, are you going to get married? And my answer was, it's not legal where I live. And I don't need to do it just to say that, you know, I don't need the piece of paper if it's not truly going to, you know, be enforceable in the state where we live. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people went first to Canada, then to Massachusetts, and, you know, then Iowa, actually, one of the early states. And I, we, we were steadfast about the fact that if it's not giving us protections in our home state, we're not going to do it. Well, this but, guarantees but this protections does, in now all you, 50. You may have to leave your state to get married, worst case scenario, but at least when you come back and live in your state, you will have the protections of any married couple. Yes. And we thank Nancy Pelosi oh, and, and, yeah. and her crew. Uh we thank uh, the Republicans that came on, on board. You know, 12 senators and 36, I believe it was, 
uh, representatives. representatives. And uh, some of them had no votes. They switched them to yes votes. But, you know, defies logic, as we talked about in the break, Scott. Mitch McConnell, who was married to an Asian woman, you know, this bill voted also no. <laughs> includes protecting interracial marriage in this country. Voted no. Yeah. Um, it's not the will of the people anymore for people to protect, for to prevent uh, LGBTQ uh, same-sex people from b- marrying. It's not. The statistics show some 70% of the country does not have a problem with it and, and supports this. Yeah. Yet... These senators and these Congress people, they still refuse to act in the way that is civil and that is truly Christian. And, and that represents the will of the and people. And that represents the will of the yeah. people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's, I just... Ugh. That's the part that's very, very frustrating. And again, I still... I, I pose the question to all those people, and especially to Representative Vicki Hartzler of Missouri. Oh, um, yes. How is it that if two men or two women can get married, how does that affect your marriage? Yeah. How does it affect your marriage? It doesn't. And your life. It doesn't at all, at all. So, um, so this gal, uh, she's she's an elected official. She's a representative from Missouri. Um, she, in, before they took the vote, she she started crying mm. on the House floor because this is it's going to be the end of the country. Uh, and she begged her fellow representatives to vote against the Respect for Marriage Act. Well, her her nephew, <laughs> Andrew Hartzler, who is openly gay, openly um, um, caught wind of it and and took to TikTok. Uh, and and here was his I his message it. for it's for fantastic. dear Aunt, Auntie Vicky. Dear Auntie, today a United States Congresswoman, my Aunt Vicky, started crying because gay people like me can get married. Mm. I hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill. So despite coming out to my aunt this past February, I guess she's still just as much as a homophobe. Yeah. Let's be clear. No. Obergefell is not in danger, mm. but people and institutions of faith are. Hmm? Aunt Vicky, that's not right. Yeah. Institutions of faith like religious universities are not being silenced. Mm-hmm. They're being empowered by the U.S. government to discriminate against tens of thousands of LGBTQ students because of religious exemptions, but they still receive federal funding. The bill's implications submit to our ideology or be silenced. <laughs> It's more like you want the power to force your religious beliefs onto everyone else. And because you don't have that power, you feel like you're being silenced. But you're not. You're just going to have to learn to coexist with all of us. And I'm sure it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew Hartzler, uh, uh, nephew of U.S. Representative Vicki Hartzler, uh, who was doing her best Maud Flanders. Oh. Uh, Will someone think about the children? Yeah. Like, oh, like what? Uh, okay. Again, if two dudes or two gals decide to get married, how does that affect your marriage or your faith? If, if, if. Two dudes and two gals is going to rock your faith and your marriage, then you need to really look at your relationship with your faith right and your marriage. That's so true. Because it has nothing to do with you. The institution of marriage is not being sullied. The institution of the Christian church is not being sullied because let's not get it twisted. It is all about the Christian church. It has nothing to do there. You don't hear any other people who are screaming like, whoa, it's always the, against children. the religious beliefs. It's always against their religious beliefs. It's like, look, 
all they want to do is they want to celebrate their love and they want the protections that come with that legally. And why is it such a problem with people like Vicky, Aunt Vicky? Aunt Vicky, she's she needs I think she needs a cheeseburger and just needs to sit down with her pleather jacket. Her jacket was really cute, though. I do have to admit, like when when I saw that clip, I'm like, "Damn it, that's a cute jacket. Why are you being such a ding dong?" Apparently, she poses a lot in different leather type outfits. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I pose in different leather type oh, outfits, but that's t- for another show. Maybe I'll tell you about it during the break. Okay. Listen, we've got to take a quick break, and when we come back, it is the second hour about Chicago right here on WCPT. I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ella Miller as we're rolling along. Mm -hmm. Getting a little riled up. Getting a little yeah, riled up. There's a lot to be riled up there's about. There's a lot to be riled up about, but you know, there's. You know, I, I'm still just kind of reeling from that lady crying on on oh, on, on the Congress floor. You know floor. what? It's laughable. It's sad, but it's the fact that she would cry about this, about Think love, about, the, about people wanting to. It's dangerous. their relationship like it- any other couple, any other heterosexual. It's very couple. strange. It it's is, just odd. It's very odd. It's very odd. The children. What about Think the about children? the children. No. Because, uh, um, but thank you, nephew, for just shooting her down and being like, hi. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm part of your that's family. That's my aunt. Yeah, that's my aunt. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, there we go. So clearly, uh, th- it's a complicated time. Right now, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm excited. This hour, we've got we're dealing with some like dealing with the complications and the joys of of the season. A little bit later on, this hour, <clears throat> we're going to be speaking with uh, co artistic director and puppet designer from Manual uh, Cinema, uh, uh, their production of uh, a Christmas Carol mm-hmm. at Red Rider's Theater. Uh, we're speaking with Drew Durr, who is one of the one of the artistic directors. There's like five, um, and actor and puppeteer Lakeisha Harris coming on. We're going to be talking about this show, which I'm I fell in love with. I'm enraptured. It was their response during. It was created during the pandemic, like at the height during mm-hmm. 2020, um, and it's a way to to connect with people. And there, it, it I think it really tackles some of the complicated issues that folks have universally mm-hmm. uh, around the holiday season. Um, so like I'm it. so excited to be speaking with uh, with Drew and La- Lakeisha later on uh, this hour. Um, but as we as we were talking about, you know, this this time of year is a little stressful mm-hmm. and challenging for many and, and for many people. Well, I think it's stressful for most people, but how you handle that stress uh, and what the stressors are uh, are different from folks. And joining us now uh, to Help us talk about some of these issues around mental health and the holidays and things we can do to help lighten our load, mm-hmm. as it were, or, yes. or at least acknowledging that it, it is a stressful time. Uh, we're we're very fortunate to welcome back to Out Chicago, Alyssa Katias. Alyssa, welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you so much. Thank Good you. To hear from you both. Thank oh, you. Thank you for joining us. First off, how are you doing? It's been a minute since we've spoken. Are you doing all? How, how are things? Oh, things are okay. Um, 
I just had um, deviated septum surgery. Oh. Um, so I, um, but I'm feeling much, much better. I had these, um, I had a cold and then I had that and now I'm feeling much, much better. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, well, well speedy yeah. recovery speedy to recovery, you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, wow. All right. So you understand what it's like to have some challenges during the holidays, yeah. don't, don't yeah. you? I do. I do. Yeah. So, so, you know, this time of year. It's a little, it's cuckoo pants. Um, and then especially given the, the political climate and things that are going on there, you know, sometimes the LGBTQ community can be hit a little harder. Can can you talk about some of the challenges that are might be unique to the LGBTQ community this time of year? Yes, of course. So um, I'll start. I'll start broad and then I'll, I'll go um, more specific. But um, I think one of the biggest concerns right now is simply, which is so important, is just safety. Yeah. Um, you know, with uh, Club Q shooting back in November um, in Colorado Springs, um, I'm sensing a lot of just worry in the community about just p- people's general overall safety. Yeah. Um, as well as. Just having to manage in the background this assault on um, reproductive rights and um, trans rights, and particularly for trans youth and parents of trans youth, mm-hmm. while at the same time having some of these gains with um, gay marriage, yeah, um, and interracial marriage. So it's like it's it's like both are happening at the same time. So it's. Um, it's just something that's in the background. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it's so funny that, that that was the first thing that you came up because, you know, we were talking at the beginning of the show. Ellen just went to her aunt's uh, 100th. 100th birthday party and on her way stopped off in Indiana. And there was a very like, you know, there were a, 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 a Trump as Rambo flag in in a store. Mm-hmm. And my my initial thought was like, oh, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared for your safety. Um, that is a real thing. I recently went to uh, visit my sister and we were sitting like in kind of a field and I had a moment of panic of like, oh, what someone's going to come get. Like, there's a real sense of, uh, of uh, for me, sometimes panic mm-hmm. to make sure that people that I love are safe. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and that um, so I think sometimes we forget about that. Yeah. Um, because we have to we have to go on and live and then. It strikes you there. There are certain places you might expect that, but then when it happens at a place that you had considered safe before, yeah, like a club, you know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. all of a sudden yeah. so much worse. It's unsettling, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. And then, and then also as far as the LGBTQ specific stresses around this time, you know, I think we are coming off of the last two years, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, where. Um, clients in the community or people in the community didn't have to worry so much um, about going home for the holidays. Like COVID was, um, COVID is still, you know, people are still getting sick and, and um, having impacts from it. And at the same time, it was an easy reason to not to have to go back to certain family gatherings that maybe you didn't want to be at anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so this year people are having to, reckoning with, oh, gosh, I have to go back or maybe I don't want to go back. And am I going to assert different boundaries this year um, than I have in the past? So I think that's a huge weight on people right now. Yeah. I, I sort of joke around about this, but it's actually really true that I say 
holiday season for psychotherapists is like tax season for accountants. Yeah, yeah. We're all just really busy, and everyone is everyone's kind of panicking um, about you know family traumas that they might have to face um, going back home or going to wherever, or just you know not even having a place to go. That's right. also something that people in the community face, and so. Um, yeah, those are the those are like some of the bigger things. Yeah, and then well, also you know, oh, go ahead. For, yeah, go ahead. Go no, no, I was gonna, like while we're just while we're on these big things right here because you know, uh, I love the fact that you were you know yes we did have <clears throat> over the past couple of years we had this grand grand excuse great great reason to mm-hmm. not travel we're like we're we're worried about our our health we're worried about other health other people's health that we love and now like as we are venturing into new lands you were talking about. Uh, addressing boundaries um yes to to put up um i i will use myself as an example i'm going to be seeing uh my brother who is over the past five years has kind of really shown his his true colors um and you know even asked for ammo on his christmas list you know so i'm i I, yeah i'm like and i'm a little concerned like i just I don't want to ruin everybody's holiday by being a either like spending the whole time trying to like ne- like be in another room, like try to physically remove myself from him, or mm-hmm. or taking the bait, which I know I do, um, and and sure. just jumping in. So, how what are some strategies in terms of? Creating some boundaries, creating some places so that you can at least have a civil holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. One of the things that I recently learned about boundaries is that it's actually about you can't control what someone else does right. and what someone else says, but you can control your reaction or your response to it. So I would say for that situation, Scott, like that you give yourself an out, like that you know what your limits are. Um, Like if so-and-so cousin starts talking about the ammo they asked for, I am going to leave the room just to like know that for yourself and, and to to give yourself an out or, and to know who the allies are within your family, within your community and to try your best to surround yourself with those people or have a signal that you need to step out, that you need to go for a walk, whatever, whatever it is. Um, because I think sometimes, you know, in this community, we feel like we have to stomach all of it. Yeah. And and we don't have to, I mean, we don't, that it's going to somehow, like, we're going to somehow misrepresent everyone in the community if we just walk out or if we, we, we put that pressure on ourselves. I noticed that. And we don't have to. We can just take care of ourselves in the moment if it's possible. No, um, it, yeah, that's great. It, 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 so, it sounds like you're talking about practicing self-care. What are some of the other ways that people... Um, can practice self-care, uh, Alyssa? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think it's important to, um, you know, you, you often hear that, you know, just breathe or take a breath. I would actually say try to exhale because we, we carry so much in our breath. Try to exhale and try to really slow slow things down when you can. Um, accept that it's it's okay not to get to everything. Like, do you really need to clean those baseboards do you really need to add right. more bows to whatever you're, you don't, you don't have to do all that. Um, and I, I really wish that we as a society expanded 
the together time into January. Like, I think we, we cram everything into this one month. But what, yeah. what are people really doing in January anyway? I know, except being cold and complaining about the cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You might as well might as well be with people while that's happening, if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, and just really saying to yourself, like, it's okay. This does not have to be done right now. It does not have to be done this week. It does not have to be done this month. And I do think winter is a great time if we if we follow the seasonal patterns. It's really a great time to slow down. Yeah. Even though that's not what we do. That is absolutely not what we do during the holiday month. It's true. December. It is very, very true. You know, um, uh, uh, I, 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 it's the thing, the phrase that keeps going through my my head is when it comes to, especially when it comes to the holidays or, you know, whether it's you're hosting people at your home or you're going over to somebody and, you know, there always feels to be so much pressure to make this the, you know, the perfect holiday. And I keep going through my head after you were just saying is that don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. You know, you, right. you can have just a wonderful time with, uh, with meatloaf than you can with having this like gigantic crown roast or, you know, the, Take things like what's going to make it a little bit easier so that you can actually focus on the real reason for the holidays, which is gathering with the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Right. And most of us remember those moments that were unplanned anyways. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what we hold dear from whether it's from childhood or whether it's from moments that we create as adults with each other. We, we remember those things that were not planned often. Um and just to really honor, you know, that just to really honor that that this time of year, particularly, there's so many feelings that come up, um, and there's it's that end of year, like so many people have have passed, um, you know, famous, you know, famous people like Christine McVie, and um, you know, just like people, I think of it as sometimes it feels like it happens in threes, mm-hmm. um, but to really honor just to really honor like all of your feelings. Like it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be grieving. Mm-hmm. And it's also okay to be joyful and have a good time. I really like how that's the focus of uh, the second half of your show today, whether it's a specific meal, a specific place, time with in nature or with loved ones or animal companions to look at art and beauty and lights. Like there, there are those silent or not so silent moments that, also make this season beautiful and captivating um, away from the hustle and the bustle of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I was saying that I'm like, I'm not really in the, like the holiday spirit right now. Cause my tree's not up and I haven't done any shopping and everything, but I, there's a moment of like what you're saying of slowing down to kind of like stop and appreciate like, Oh, but I've got this beautiful fire right here, you know, and mm-hmm. I've got this, my dog and I've got a, a wonderful loving partner. Um, and I do have a family that, that cares for me deeply uh, and loves me. And so trying to like almost do the whole, like make a, make a gratitude list of, you know, of things like, right. oh, okay, this is, this is what I'm celebrating this time of year. And if I need to slow down and do it, I don't have to do everything. Yes. Right. Yeah, there's a pressure to like, you know, everybody wants to get together in December, you know, this Christmas time spirit they want to share with friends. And it's it's good on it's it sounds good on paper, but now you're trying to fit in so many things into this one month because it's Christmas time. 
that right. you're adding a lot of stress, you know, by trying to add this joy. You know, it's like a it's a delicate balance. And I like your idea of trying to spill some things into, you know, post holiday, even the week between Christmas and New Year's can be quieter for well, some people. Well, that's for my birthday, but yeah, you know, we'll all get together Scott's for my birthday. birthday. But, um, but yeah. yeah, but I think that's also great. To, there's a reason why I keep my tree up until March when I finally get it up, you know, but I keep, because the lights are beautiful. They are, they are warm and they are sparkly and it's very, very dark and very cold in Chicago. And I keep it up because it brings me joy. It brings me like, it, it's a calming, soothing effect. And like, and I think what you're saying, yes, we, we cram everything into December, but let's remember we can all celebrate President's Day. <laughs> you know, we can all celebrate Valentine moving into to Martin Luther King, Martin Luther Junior, King, Junior Day. Birthday, you know, yeah. all of those, all of those things that we can spill over. So if you don't get to seeing folks right now, give yourself a little bit of grace and be like, let's reschedule for for twenty three because we we can have much more to celebrate there. Yes, makes sense. Yeah, and people tend to be less busy and yeah. tend to be even kind of bored during. Right. And, 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 and it's hard, but you, you have to set some boundaries for yourself. You know, you want to be open to every invitation that's out there. And it's hard to say no. But if, if it's going to protect your mental health a little bit, set those boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, well, absolutely. The, the, the idea of no being a complete sentence. And or even saying something like not right now. Yeah. Yeah, well, Alyssa, you've definitely given us some some great food for thought. Uh, I know that I will be letting my family know that when they hear it's raining men, that's when I will. That's my code word <laughs> to leave the room. There you you know, I'm like, hey, all right, it's raining men. I'll be back. You know, and then I'll just scooch on out there. Uh, Alyssa Katias, uh, thank you so much for giving us some strategies to help survive the holidays. We hope that we're sending you good vibes for for a swift recovery, uh, and that you thank have you. have a a, I know this is tax season for you, so uh, hopefully you yeah. you can have a moment to breathe. Yes. Um, oh, no pun intended. Sorry, not that was horribly planned with your surgery. No, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but have a moment to She'll to exhale. There we are, yes. uh, Alyssa Katias. Thank you so much for joining us, and happy holidays Thanks, to you, Alyssa. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you, you you too. too. All right, we've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be speaking with some artsy-fartsy folks, Mm -hmm. which always fills my heart with joy. It's raining men! All right, (laughs) stick around. There's more out of Chicago right here. Welcome back. I'm improviser Matthew Van Colton. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller as we're rolling. Melon. I almost called you Melon. Well, that was a nickname one of my friends gave me in college. Melon? Mm-hmm. Melon Iller? Melon. I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, we're You're at the, the journal about that. the first one to mention it in many years. It just came out. I'm I sorry. wasn't that fat or anything. Look, he just I, called me Melon. That's fine. I was Scotty on the potty or or Powder Puff Duff, which was real fun. There you are. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, but uh, look, I saw this show last I week, know, opening day on December 3rd. I am absolutely it, over. I'm enthralled. I want to see it. 
again and again. It's much better than Cats. I want to see it again and again and again. Look, Manual Cinema is an Emmy Award-winning performance collective, design studio, and film and video production company that combines handmade shadow puppetry, cinematic techniques, and innovative sound and music to create immersive stories for stage and screen. They have created one of the most beautiful, original, and truly a holiday show for the 21st century with Manual Cinema's Christmas Carol that is currently playing at Writer's Theater. And I'm so happy to uh, to welcome to our show co-artistic director and puppet designer Drew Durr and actor and puppeteer Lakeisha Harris. Uh, Drew and Lakeisha, welcome to the show and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm goofing on on all of you. Uh, I I was lucky enough to be there at the opening uh, performance. I sat right in the front row. I was a teary, weepy mess by the end, in the best possible way. Like in a way that only um, it's a wonderful life can bring me to tears around this time. It's it's so beautiful. Con- Congratulations. Um, before we, Lakeisha, how, what is it like performing? Because you're basically our, it's, it's, it is such an ensemble show, but you were the one who gives voice to everything. What, yeah. what is it like performing? Because it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of energy. It's uh, very much, you know, a task, but it's a task that I enjoy doing, you know, learning how to puppet the different things and moving in and out of the scenes and stuff like that. Me and Drew had a week to ourselves to really kind of see how that would work. And so, um, yeah, character building is kind of what I love doing. So for me, it was just like very exciting the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I fell in love with you and I just, I was like, Oh, come to me. I, well, anyway, sorry. I, I will get myself together to speak. Uh, All together, Drew, so. before I, before I goof anymore on, on this particular show, I first encountered manual cinema about 10 years ago when through the, um, when barrel of monkeys did Chicago's weird grandma, which is when they invited Chicago theater companies from like from all over the city to create performance pieces based on stories that Chicago's uh, public school students have written. I was there with About Face Theater. We we presented one, and there was this newish theater company called Manual Cinema who was doing a story, and my jaw hit the floor watching watching that work. Can you tell folks the history and mission of Manual Cinema? Yeah, totally. Oh my god, it makes me so happy to hear you uh, reference that Barrel Monkey sketch. Yeah, uh, it was, was so much fun. Oh, it was so amazing, and I was like, "Who are these incredibly talented artists, and why are, can they bend spoons with their mind? Because they are incredibly like gifted, and I don't know how they process this." <laughs> well, we got our start like really about a little over ten years ago. And uh, none of us were trained in puppetry or formally trained in puppetry. We were all just sort of like weirdos, like from theater or music or film. And we got together uh, to make just like a short little shadow puppet show because one of our members, Julia, had found an old school overhead projector in her landlord's garage. <laughs> and like, like gotten a bunch of us together and said, hey, let's make a shadow puppet show together. It'll be fun. It'll be sort of like a one-off thing. 
And uh, we got together, made a little short little shadow puppet show. And from there, we were like, oh, this is amazing. We want to make work like this all the time. And over 10 years later, uh, it's, that's basically our job. And we make uh, feature-length shadow puppet shows uh, that uh, look and feel like animated movies, but that are performed live in front of an audience. So, like, our name, Manual Cinema, like Cinema by Hand, it, like, is sort of our artistic mission as a company. Yeah, it, it is. It, it truly it's it's. I know you just explained. Mm-hmm. You just explained everything about how what but it you is. Have to see it but to you have it. to see it. It is one of the most amazing things. The design is gorgeous. First of all, the physical, the actual puppets and the shadows, like are it. It's good old school shadow puppetry, mm. um, with this incredible live band, uh, and then you have a. Uh, uh, a playwright who has created this whole other script um, uh, around everything uh, and puts like you have Aunt Trudy at the center like uh, Lakeisha can you explain just just a brief rundown of the of the plot of of manual cinema's Christmas Carol and how it all came about uh yeah, uh, Drew might have to tell you how about it the came about. Yeah, sorry, as but, I was saying uh, that, I'm like, you just tell. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but uh, the the plot of the show is you're basically meeting this woman, Aunt Trudy. She is, you know, it's 2020, um, Christmas season, holiday season, uh, and you're meeting her in a very difficult time. She has just lost her partner to COVID, and um, yeah, she has to perform the Christmas Carol puppet show that he created for his family. And you watch her take that journey and kind of uh, process. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, Drew, I know this kind of came about out of necessity because it was developed in 2020 during the height of, you know, people staying home and social distancing and we were trying to connect. How did this this whole how did how did Christmas Carol come about? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it did start in 2020, and it started because you know we had a full season of touring, new shows we were supposed to be making, all set up, and once COVID hit, that was all just like gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like our calendar was like totally wiped. And the silver lining of that was we said, well, we've got all this time now. Like, what do we want to do with it? And uh, Charles Dickens' The Christmas Carol had always been near the top of our wish list for stories we'd like to adapt, uh, not just because it's a Christmas show, but because, like, we love ghost stories, and Christmas Carol is, like, the ultimate ghost story Indeed. in Western literature. Um, and so we just said, well, to hell with it. Like, we've got all this time. Why don't we just make something in our studio and let's broadcast it? like over streaming for people around Christmas time, because no one's going to be able to go see a production of Christmas Carol. We'll just provide one over the internet. And that's where we got inspired to say, oh, well, let's put it all inside the frame of like a Zoom window, because that's where we all live our lives now is inside of Zoom. And that's how the story of a framing device of Aunt Trudy, who's performing Christmas Carol for her family over Zoom, was born. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's so smart. And 
And and I love that you brought up that it was a ghost story because there you really there were scary moments in like I was sitting in the front row and I'm like as soon as I was like whoa the the, the first moment I think it's before it might even be Marley approaches there's some really scary moment I literally got goosebumps I'm like oh oh I love that you have remind us that you know this is a, a scary time this is a scary story and within the framing device of Aunt Trudy performed just so deliciously well Lakeisha it, it is your performance is is just wonderful the thing that I take away the most from it is like allowing because we're watching Aunt Trudy experience this grief and through the story of Charles Dickens kind of re remember her joy of the holidays as an audience member we are given permission to feel grief and to feel sadness and to feel scared at this at yeah. this time. Definitely, definitely. I think it's a great vehicle because, as Drew said, I mean, it's the ultimate ghost story. It's the universal ghost story that we all come together, or most of us come together to watch and um, play out because it is that cathartic, like you see this man struggling through, you know, his issues and you feel like you can relate because maybe you don't have as much, you know, Christmas spirit that year or, you know, especially after the pandemic, I know everybody was kind of myself included, like I can't be with my family and that's hard. Mm -hmm. So I think this really allows us to look at that time, mourn that time, you know, take everything in from it. Is anybody in the country doing a, a production like this at all or is this completely unique? That's a good question. I mean, every city's got a Christmas carol. Right? Well, we know that. We have We've a couple here. Four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to give a disservice. I think like a lot of theater artists have been interested in taking Christmas carol and turning it on its head mm -hmm. uh, for the past couple of years. But I definitely, I, I can reasonably say that there's probably no other production quite like ours that combines puppetry live music and Lakeisha's like solo performance all in one sort of uh, like stew yeah. together. That's what I imagine. So seeing it at Writers Theater is the only real place to see it. So people hearing our voices, no matter where you are, come to Chicago <laughs> and come yeah. check this out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my apologies, Lakeisha. I didn't mean to mispronounce your name. I apologize for that. Uh, oh, no, that's fine. Uh, my family calls me Keisha. So. Okay. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> No, but I, 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 right now I'm flummoxed because I'm, I'm just like, I, I, do you, did you real like, what has audience reactions been like? Because I, I literally sat there going, I, I have never seen anything like this before. And, and if Scott's saying that, you know, then uh, I'm sure because I've been happening. around the block He's apparently. Been around, yeah, He's been around, yeah. so yeah. But what, have, what has audiences reactions been like? Uh, audience reaction has been great. Uh, they really love it. Um, Drew, do you have like, because I usually stay back in the back, but anytime I do come out when my family or friends are there, audiences have just been like kind of in awe of what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I will, I will say this, that, I mean, there's like a lot of cool spectacle in the production stuff we do with puppets and lights and the music is also very moving. 
But I will say, like, the element that sort of ties it all together is, like, Lakeisha's performance as Trudy. Like, uh, like she is the one she is the one who takes you on the journey mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the story. Like, you are with her 100%. Audiences have been with her, like, 100%, like, over the course of the performance. And so she, like, like her performance is sort of, like, the greatest special effect, like, in the production. And it's the thing that, like, really like makes it all work. Wow. Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. No pressure. All right. Sorry, no pressure. <laughs> I know. You see, I know why you stay back because I'm one of those people that had I seen you right well, afterwards, I would have been hugging you. And crying and, in yeah, your face. It would have been very strange. You'd been like, why is this man here? Um, no, but but it's true. I guess when it comes to the, the magic of, of puppetry, because you are giving these basically inanimate objects, life, creating characters, creating, you know, a a heart through it in order for that to be to truly work. You need the the grounded reality of all the performers because it it, is where you're very easy to single out, not only just because of your incredible performance, but because you are like you're the person as opposed to the the people with the the sticks mm-hmm. and you know and right. cardboard and things but the way that every yeah, single member of the yeah the puppeteers between between the actors the musicians the puppeteers it really we it is all grounded in this reality so that when it shifts and becomes this sort of fantastical element we're all on board you know was that something that you you all talked about as you were working on this uh yeah yeah i mean we uh every night we like come together and we breathe together and we kind of just like have a ritual um where we have to be together of one accord because otherwise it really doesn't work if any of us feel like, Oh, I'm kind of separate Um, because it is such an ensemble show Mm -hmm. and puppeteers bring so much life to each and every one of the puppets they touch. And so when, I first started rehearsing with them. I was like, "Ooh, I gotta step my puppet game." Right? I oh my 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 butthole would have slammed shut. I would have been like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing? These people are incredible." Uh, like, what was that like for you, as somebody who's like a new puppeteer? Uh, it was daunting at first. At first, I was like, uh, "I don't know how I'm gonna work these puppets," and like a little overwhelming in the sense that, you know, it was something new to me um, with like the 2D puppets and then, you know, seeing the overhead projections come in and everything like that. And uh, luckily I don't work any of those because I, I was like, Whoop. Oh. <laughs> but it was at first daunting, but then once we got in the swing of things and the puppeteers, uh, Julia, Lizzie, yeah, they're all just so supportive and they were like, no, we got you. Like, let us know what you need. We'll let you know what we need. And it was, it was great. I was like, this is so much fun. Like I never thought, uh, Doing a puppet show can be. <laughs> I, Who knew? I know, and it, 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 again, along with like the sadness and the grief and the terror and la, 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 there's so much joy that's in there. And watching you perform, like as a performer, I'm like, this has got to be so much fun to do. I mean, and run right now and hug all of your stage managers because the preset for that yeah. show 
it, I mean, we're talking hundreds of, of puppets that have to be in the right place mm-hmm. in order for it to keep this wow. pace going. I can only imagine. It's, I can't wait to see it. it yeah. Uh, Drew, what what is a rehearsal process like for you when you're trying to discover what this particular shadow puppet can do or like, oh, wait, no, we need to cut to a close up of this person. Like, how how do you how do you create something as magical as manual cinema's Christmas Carol at Writers Theater? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, uh, so for those of your listeners who might be hearing puppet and might be thinking like Kermit the Frog yeah. or right. like Muppet, something like that. What we do is a little bit different, which is that we use hundreds of usually like uh, small paper puppets and we manipulate them and animate them in such a way that you sort of create the illusion of like cinematic cuts and camera movements. And so it, it feels less like a theatrical puppet play and more like a sort of like handmade animated film. It also means that like each of the like hundreds of puppets in the show are usually only seen for like a couple of mm-hmm. seconds at a time before they're just like discarded and uh, reset for the next show. So it, to be able to perform something like that takes an enormous amount of coordination mm-hmm. and planning. Wow. Um, we start by basically like starting how we would make an animated film, which is that we storyboard everything. We storyboard every shot, whether this is a close-up, a far shot. Um, we build the puppets, or at least stand-ins in advance, and then we bring the actors in and start learning choreography in, in a way just like you would learn a dance. Um, the puppeteers have to all work together so that there's constantly some sort of image being shown or story being told. Uh, but they have to manage an astonishing number of puppets, uh, like s- small paper fragile objects at a time. So a lot of our rehearsals are very technical or it'll, it'll sure. feel very technical from the beginning. And then as you go on and you, you feel the dance of it, you start imbuing it with story and you start feeling the story and it starts to become sort of more than the sum of its parts. So it really is like we sort of have to make a film first and then figure out how to perform that film. It's an amazing undertaking and you've done it successfully. So kudos to you both and to everybody in the cast and puppeteers and pulling this together. It's really a feat. It sounds like it's stunning. And I remember, uh, and just for a quick aside, going to another holiday of Halloween, uh, when the new Candyman came out, there was a little teaser of these shadow puppets. I'm like, wait, that is manual cinema right there. Who's stealing that? What's going on? And then I'm like, sure enough, (laughs) it was y'all. Um, Look, I I am a gog. I am a ghast. I am is I am a huge, huge, huge fan of all of your work. Um, it, if you want to do something that is truly original, emotional, spectacular for the holiday season, make sure you go check out Manual Cinema's Christmas Carol. It uh, it runs through December 24th at Writers Theater. Uh, Lakesia, I know you've got a, a show to get ready for. Um, but uh, thank you so much. For, thank you to both of you for taking time. Lakesia, I've seen you before. I realized in Fulfillment Center at Red Orchid. Yes, you, yes. You were oh, fantastic. Wow. I just realized it. And you are fantastic. So yep. I'm sure you're doing great work. At and Hurricane Diane, too, at Theater Witt. So don't forget oh, about it. Oh, and I saw you at Hurricane I know, Diane, see? too. I've got see? world friends. Lakeisha La- 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 is just like Visa. She is everywhere you want to <laughs> oh be. Oh, my. Yes, she is. It's true. But, <laughs> fantastic. But congratulations to all. Um, Lakeisha, La- La- 
again, your performance, I, I left there being like, I felt like I am now uh, I'm part of Aunt Trudy's family. I'm going to be unfulfilled if um, I don't see this. You I, need to I see must that. see it immediately. And, and Drew Durr, um, congratulations to you and the entire company and the entire theater company of, of Manual Cinema. It, it truly is just uh, just wonderful and, and spectacular. And thank you for making Chicago a, a better place with what you are, what you are creating out there. Uh, thanks, y'all, for the kind words. This has been fun. Well, thank, thank you. you. Again, thank you. Congratulations. Do you have a great show today. Uh, you're, again, stay backstage because I might just drive up to Glencoe and hug Uh-oh. you right Look now. Look out. You've been warned. Oh, Trudy. Uh, please come back. Please come back. Done and done. I recommend seeing it again. Yes. <laughs> Totally. Uh, And just a reminder, Manual Cinema's Christmas Carol runs through December 24th at Writers Theater. For tickets, uh, head to writerstheater.org. Drew Durr, Lakeisha Harris, thank you and happy holidays to you. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. All right. We've got to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's the final thrilling show-stopping moments about Chicago right here on WCPT. Welcome back. I'm Fazia Mirza. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ellen Miller. Speaking Rolling of Fazia. I know we were chatting about Fazia Mirza. Off the air we because, were. Yeah, off the air because we were talking about uh, a little film. A little film that Scott was in. That I was in. And Fazia was in. That every queer Chicago actor was, was in. in. Yes, everybody I know was in it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's, uh, there's a movie out there called Scrooge and Marley. Yep. We shot it in 2012. Um, it was uh, the one of the first LGBTQ themed holiday movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was independent. Uh, you know, Richard Knight Jr. Uh, was one of the 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 writers. The, the, we wrote this with Ellen Stone King and Peter Neville was a the co-director with Richard Knight Jr. They co-directed the whole thing. Uh, Tracy Bame was one of the producers, producers on this. Um, and it is now to celebrate ten year. I can't believe it's been ten years. Time which flies. is bananas. Uh, it is now available to stream. Yeah. So I, you can stream and it. And we watched it this week. And it's, it's super cute. It was really cute. It's super cute. Very and cute. it's basically the the uh, the, 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 uh, the Christmas another Carol. Christmas another Carol. Christmas Carol through a queer perspective. And what I like about it is it doesn't just focus on the fact that there's a queer perspective. It's just matter of fact that there's yeah, a queer perspective. Yeah, just, oh, and I love that part. And the fun thing is, like, there are so many, like, really fun people that are in it. Oh, like, yeah. Like Tim, Scott Duff. Like Scott Duff. Right He's there. He's very cute in it. In my ugly, ugly sweater. No, but it looks adorable. It's adorable. And, and Tim Kazarinski, you're going to say. Tim Kazarinski from Saturday Night Live. And He's in it. husband. Oh, what's his name? David. Some. He was very strange. Okay. She's not. I'm just going to say. We had, we had okay. Here's the here's let's rip the bandaid off the the movie magic. Yeah. Um, we, I I had I had one day to shoot with him and the kids. Yeah, wow. And create family. You were yes. good at it. Thank you. You were convincing. Thank you. I'm very I'm very. The ad libbing with the kids, I noticed, yeah, and yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I was watching every moment. Right, of your performance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott. Duff. But 
But Tim Kazarinsky's in it. Yeah. Bruce Valanche. Oh yeah, he's is in it. <laughs> yes, Bruce Valanche is amazing. He's it's Fezziwig. Like I mean, there are just people that pop up. Meg Cavanaugh, who was uh, uh, in, in League of Their Own. Yep. Uh, she's in it. Rusty Schwimmer, who's just if you see her, you're like, oh you. She's been in everything. Mm-hmm. Judith Light narrates the movie. How can you? I mean, Judith Light. She's look. She's legend. Baby. She is legend. Judith, and this was ten years ago. This yeah. was before Transparent. This yeah. was before everything. Let me tell you something about Miss Judith Light. Miss Judith Light has been an an huge been an ally, ally the of the one. LGBTQ yeah. community for her entire career. Her entire career. The thing that put that I remember with the Bout Face Theater, as we were getting ready to like kind of become a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were invited to perform a piece, how funny, on the Defense of Marriage Act. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, at the Democrat, there was a Democratic thing of Illinois in Chicago mm-hmm. in 90. Oh, God. 97. But Judith Light was the speaker at that convention, at that meeting, mm-hmm. and About Face performed this piece about uh-huh. don't ask to. It was actually. Maybe it was the, yeah, it was the Defense of Marriage Act. It was DOMA. Um, and afterwards, she came running up to every single person like, this is important. You need to see these. These are issues. She was goofing over everything. She has been a huge, huge ally. That. Does not surprise me at all. So, yeah. So, so if you're in a streaming mood. It's only three ninety nine. $3.99? $4.99. Oh, great. It's reasonable to see Scott and company do this. But show. just to go in and to help celebrate it. And again, it's a Chicago independent film. Yeah. You know, yes. so support it. Go and go and support that. So that that's fun. And also go, 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 go up to Writer's Theater to go see Manuel Cinema's Christmas Carol. It's so good. Writer's Theater, yeah. Yes. It's, it's a beautiful so theater and it's an amazing show. So it's you can't really, go, really you good. can't go wrong. Um and speaking of queer films, so I finally got around. I finally watched Bros. Yeah, what did you think? I haven't seen it. Man. You haven't know, seen it yet? No, I know my brother and his partner I, saw it. It's wonderful. It's great. I love Billy Eichner. Yeah, we I also do know too. that Billy Eichner loved me in college. But anyway, yeah, yeah, oh, I was, his, I was his crush. Anyway, oh. but you know, it's so funny. But the movie itself did not perform well at the box office. I know. And which a is just disheartening. Yeah. Uh, because it's like we have it was a major a major studio release with an all queer cast mm-hmm. um you saw everybody my my buddy Allison uh Reese Shapiro was in there she's kind of becoming a little internet famous by doing her impression of Kamala Harris oh um nice you know but it, it was like it was wonderful it was like a it was a it was a gay movie with gay people written by gay people and directed by gay person. Like it was just, it was, mm-hmm. you know, and it had like Judd Apatow behind it and, and the whole thing. And I think, and Billy Eichner has said that when he was going into it, he's like, I'm not going to make when Harry met Sally and just change it to when Harry met Larry, you know, we're not just going to put it in this. Mm-hmm. I want it to reflect what the gay world is like mm-hmm. right now and i think he did a really 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 yeah, great job saw it, loved it. i know the reason my brother and his partner went to see it in the theater is because they that very reason they i wanted, wanted to give to him money it, yeah you know no i uh, that's what i wanted to do and then it did not perform as well and billy eichner got very mad uh kind of publicly oh. just like how america's not ready like it's true it's, it's homophobia it's frustrating rage. it's it's very frustrating it's it, it's really frustrating and i can't but i I get, 
I saw myself up there so many times, especially in the form mm-hmm. of, of Billy Eichner's character, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of the, what he was saying and trying to say it in a comedic way, mm. um, which is something that I try to do when I when I'm on stage, you know, to talk about the gay experience, make it universal, mm-hmm. but also make sure that you know that it's gay. Mm-hmm. And we still have miles to go for people to actually be able to hear that. Mm-hmm. Because, because, at least in this movie, Bros, which is great, you should just go stream it. That, that's helping them too. Yes. You know, stream it. It's a, I believe it's on Peacock right now. Um, that helps out the queer film, filmmakers for people just going to, just streaming yeah. it. Um, because because in this film, they do a really good job of portraying, like, this is what really happens. And it might be a little bit more sex positive than people want. And we've we've talked about how many times, you know, we're, fortunately, we've the, the Respect for Air Marriage Act passed because 70 plus percent of people are behind uh, same sex marriage. Yeah. And yet, uh, based on a, you know, a, it's, uh, this data is probably old, but it's, you know, from 2017, 30% only approve of uh, same-sex public displays of affection. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see it. Right. Um, so that to me is, that's the next hurdle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like for years, for centuries we've had to i've had to watch you know straight couples, straight couples and then and love PDAs, scenes and yeah. do all that mm-hmm. and then when it comes to finally like something that i can relate to people are like no so i get it but it's it, it really is um it's not fair to have a double standard it is not fair to have a double standard which is why you should go and stream that you should also stream uh scrooge and marley and that brings us to the end of the show Here we go. Uh, i want to thank uh all of our guests today Alyssa katia Alyssa katias uh lakesia harris and drew durr Devin, you were amazing always tune into the sports cubicle today at nine o'clock there we are paul um there we go. There he is. Oh, there there he is. There. There's Paul. He's just checking his phone. He's our buddy now. Yeah, we like Paul. Uh, Ellen Miller, uh, you're going to be I'm going to be gone. celebrating uh, Christmas with Kathy's family in Tennessee next weekend, so I'm going to miss you all. There and uh, I'll see you on the air on Christmas and New Year's by the... Uh, by, by the With magic our, of recorded there tape. We go. <laughs> but, uh, there we go. We'll have a wonderful time. Uh, and I'm Scott Duff. Until next week, stay, stay proud. proud.